goodnewsministriesofgnm.org. It's the Catholic place for growing your faith. Good News Ministries will provide you with faith-building reflections, virtual retreats, prayer resources, and lots more. All of it is free. Visit gnm.org today. Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com for faith, fellowship, and love. So the David and Goliath principle, or if you want to put it this way, the Jesus and turning water into wine principle. So here's the thing, David was a, he was a shepherd, which was one of the lowest, or if not lowest paying job ever, and you had to be the, the sharpest person at that time because your sheep, you know, could be lost in the middle of the night. You had to be able to wake up really quickly and shoot right on target with the slingshot. He was the youngest of his brothers, so he would have been given the, the worst job. The greatest part about how, you know, recognizing that the younger child will always, you know, rule over the oldest is because the parents are wiser in raising the youngest child. Let's hope. <laughs> All right. So, but, uh, you know, Jesus turning water into wine, how does this relate? And it's because, you know, when Jesus turned the water into wine, say at the wedding feast, it wasn't just regular water. It wasn't the best water. It was, it was the water that people like washed, like it was like the dirtiest water. It's the dirtiest water. When Jesus turns any of the water into wine, it's always the dirtiest water. And that's the thing is that God takes the worst and turns it into the best. And it's those people willing to become more disciplined through submission to God that he does this. And it's a beautiful thing because you see it within your own life, you can see it within anybody's life. And so if you have, if you want to look to, you know, why is it that David beat Goliath? Because David didn't really, didn't really have anything to lose. Goliath had everything to lose. You know, why is it so important to pay attention to what people have to lose because if you have nothing to lose the question is is why are you fighting if you have everything to lose why are you fighting all right so you know god doesn't bury you he plants you he hopes that you break through your people remove the you remove the weeds and the stones, the bitternesses, the cares and concerns of this world, the distractions, and he hopes that you grow and that you multiply. He wants you to go out and do great things. Now, David, what did he do? He brought five stones with him because he knew that he wouldn't just have to fight Goliath. And as soon as he hit Goliath, his four brothers would come after him. He had five smooth stones. That's what he took. You know, he played on the arrogance of Goliath, because Goliath had a lot to lose. And so the thing is, is that you, 
whenever you have a controlling party, somebody that has a lot to lose, and you're David, you're nimble, it's like you have uh, large companies, and the way if you're gonna be a small company to overcome a large competitor, you gotta do what they're not doing. You gotta, you gotta move around them with the swiftness. You, know, you gotta be light on your feet. Because you know, Goliath will come after you. So when you see a Goliath coming after a David, you got to ask yourself, why? Why is David so important? Why is it important that uh, we deny Jesus turned water into wine? Why is it important to focus on, say, in New York City when you know the manure was piling so high? In New York, due to, the, due to the horses, before cars were invented, they were considering to leave the island of Manhattan. Why was that what was being pushed instead of a new innovation creation to fix it, to solve the problem? Why? You see this a lot in your life. You're going to see that people around you want you to accept a submissive position so that you don't break through. And the thing is, that any of us can break through. There's always, always a means to do better. And there's two ways to break through. There's a way you can cheat. You can break through, like you can just go steal somebody else's wine, bring it to the party, say, hi, I turned water into wine. <laughs> but then you don't get the, the actual benefit. You could always, you know, be David and have somebody sneak into the camp overnight, and destroy Goliath, but then, you know, then David isn't really David. And so, if you're gonna do something good, don't taint it by doing something bad. You know, you wanna, you wanna do it, do it right. But Goliath, he's always gonna get arrogant, he's gonna laugh, he's gonna, he's gonna think David's not gonna make it. He wants David to feel alone, he wants David to feel unloved, he wants, complete misery upon David because you know David if he feels like he has if he feels like he has support then it would it would promote the uprising so you know whenever we have a sycophant type position with somebody anybody or you know there's like a Sith Lord as some might say you need to have people around you that are the Jedi those who want to lift each other up to be who you're made to be, you know, who you were designed to be and with your purpose, not necessarily what they want you to be or else. Because many people who are in this sort of, uh, creating mode under the guise of fear will seek to control. Fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering. And so those who fear losing whatever power it is that they lose, they end up creating the next David. So it was definitely Pharaoh in his fear of subverting the people that created Moses. It's just a dynamic that's created. It doesn't need to be created. You know, you could very easily and very quickly have, you know, have it come back and have Saul, who would come to David and say, you know what, David, I'm sorry. I love you. I didn't mean to do any of that. Come around. Is it likely to happen? I don't know. 
Depends on what Saul would lose. You know, it's a great book, uh, Why Nations Fail. It's a great book because nations tend to fail because they get somebody in power who does not want to bless the people. They don't want to bless their students. Jesus was the, the teacher who wanted to bless his students, the opposite of the Caesar dynamic, who wanted to control his students. Caesar is the epitome of a Sith Lord because he's constantly betrayed by his, you know, his best, you know, his best people simply because that's the Sith dynamic. They have the same love and desire as the Jedi to replicate themselves. They want to teach the next script. They want somebody to take over. Problem is, is that that same person is going to be of the same character and is simply going to try to take them out. The uh, Aladdin Jafar, uh, was it uh, dynamic where you have Aladdin who frees the genie versus uh, Jafar who just wants to take over for the Sultan. He wants to destroy the Sultan. So, you know, you got to focus. What is your end goal? Is it a good end goal? Is it worth the way that you're getting there? Is it self-destructive? Because I guarantee you, I guarantee you, when the temple, when the temple when everybody backed as Jesus turned the table over of the money changers and he was just showing them. He wasn't necessarily doing anything wrong. He wasn't necessarily, you know, ca causing a scene. All he did was show everybody what they already knew that was going on right in front of their eyes. That's all he did. He did not put any shame on them. They had shamed themselves. And that shame drove them to put the fear of death in the Jesus. Say, we're going to destroy your life. Jesus says, nope. Just like Obi-Wan Kenobi, if you strike me down, you will only make me stronger. And that's the thing. That's the thing that the martyr does. That's the thing that David did. It's the thing that Moses did. It's a dynamic that you might yourself have to take on at some point. It might be for somebody you love. David did somebody for love, for that he loved. Moses had to confront somebody that he loved. Jesus had to confront somebody he loved. Jesus definitely died for more people than just the crowd who didn't know what they were doing. He died for everybody, and that includes those who initially called for his death. We all fall short. All give some, some give all. Some are slave to Jesus, some slave to God, some are servant. Don't knock them down, lift them up. Do good. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. I hope you've enjoyed listening to some of my podcasts here at Breadbox Media. But today I'm speaking to you about a different opportunity. In September 2020, I'll be leading a fantastic pilgrimage cruise from Rome to the Holy Land, and then on the way back, stopping at the cities of St. Paul, Ephesus, Athens, Corinth, and more. While we're at sea, I'll be lecturing on the Gospels, history or mystery. When we're on land, I'll invite you to join me as we visit all of the holy sites, celebrating Mass, worshiping together, and having a wonderful time of fellowship. If you'd like to know more about this pilgrimage cruise, go to my website, dwightlongenecker.com. Go to the right sidebar, and you'll see a picture there which invites you to get more information. Go to my website, dwightlongenecker.com, right sidebar, click on the picture of the cruise ship, and you'll get all the information you need. Alternatively, you can call the company that's organizing the tour at 
800-247-0017. Ask for Farmalong and Eckers Cruise to the Holy Land. Thanks for listening. Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com.